Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, it's Christmas time. We're here. Episode 3 of our Christmas series in John's Gospel Jam. We're having the time of our lives. We're living the best life. We certainly are, although, well, I'm wearing a Christmas jumper because it's 14 degrees in my office. I've just realised, though, the downside is I've just realised I've not yet eaten a mince pie this Christmas. And I love mince pies. The first box jam arrived on our kitchen table just yesterday. Yeah. We have a tree up. It's got lights. It's not yet got decorations. It's it, it's basically a tree in its underwear. Okay. Well, let's let's move on and talk about the whip around question for today. Where would you most like to go that you're not allowed into? Oh. Where is a secret place or a backstage area or an exclusive area that you can't get into? Jam, I know what mine is. I I find the there are London underground stations that aren't used, and mm. you can spot some of them if you look out of the window oh, of the tube. Yeah, I'd love to explore an unused railway station tube station. Yeah, I went past one of those the other day. I think it was the Strand or something, and it's just it's so I don't know why it's so exciting, but I'd love to go down there. For me, uh, in 2005, there was an amazing cricket match between England and Australia that was completely sold out. There was no way of getting in until my friend Johnny handed me a ticket through the gates so that I could get in to this wonderful, wonderful occasion, which went in England's favour, I'm pleased to say sorry to our Australian <laughs> listeners. Jam, there is literally no child listener who was born for that test match. I, this is this is in the land that time forgot. Exactly. But we're, we're used to going back to the very beginning, aren't we? So that, we was, are, Jam. that was last time. So have a chat about where you would most like to get into that you're not allowed. Go. Okay, you may be thinking that that's not very Christmassy, a bit like John's gospel, if we're completely honest, but we are coming to terms with that. 
But why have we been thinking about that? It's because if you're a member of a family, you get access all areas. You get a backstage pass. If your mum or your dad is part of something, you get to go in. So, you know, every day is bring your kid to work day, really. That's why I've got this slightly odd whip around question. Anyway, Ed, give us the story so far. The story so far is we're on episode three. In episode one, we were before the world began. There was the word. Before being born, Jesus was the word, the son of God who had always been. Just like before a butterfly, there is a caterpillar. So there has always been the son of God. Then episode two, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overpowered the light. Jesus came into the world like a lighthouse on a dark stormy night. He makes it possible to see the truth and to understand it. We are looking at the biggest truths. Well done if you've made it this far. I think this week is easier to get your head around. You're doing so well. Jam, please festoon me with fun facts. I have some research from 2019 about the average modern day family Christmas here in the UK where we are making this podcast. Okay, so this is what a typical family Christmas looks like. And the sponsor of this information will become obvious at one point. Uh, we'll, We'll pick that up as we go. So according to research in 2019... Children, on average, wake up at 6.07 a.m., 75 (laughs) minutes earlier than a normal morning. Does that sound about right, Ed? Oh, absolutely. And then, I'm guessing this is mainly non-church-going families, at one minute past ten, an average of 30 presents will be ripped open, three of which will need batteries to get them going. (laughs) Uh, I I think I know who is behind this research. Rechargeables? Yeah. Or throw away jam. More crucially, presents before or after lunch. Always after. Yeah. Except Father Christmas. Yeah. Stockings in the morning and uh, presents after lunch for us too. <laughs> but not that is not a universally held opinion. Parents then face an anxious 41 minutes on average battling to get the toys built and working so their children can start to play. Leading to tantrums uh, from fed up youngsters before the clock hits 10.30 a.m. Wow. So have you had that experience of trying to build something? I mean, building it is part of the thing, though, isn't it? My great fear is it gets broken before it even works. Mm. But it sounds to me, Jam, like this is a big advert for church. Get yourselves to church to avoid the arguments, the tantrums and the problems and the batteries. Or at least delay them. Okay. well, they also say the first chocolate is scoffed at, on average, 11.53 a.m. Oh, that sounds very late to me. Good. Okay. A lot of self-discipline happening in that family. And that's because families aren't sitting down to dinner until, on average, 2.20pm. Oh, my word. I couldn't last that long. That's what the average family does at Christmas. And we are thinking a bit about families and children today on the episode. That's a theme from John. But before we get to jam on John, Ed, why don't you just tell us a bit about how people can support the work of Faith in Kids? We have a campaign running at the moment, if you're listening to this before the new year, which is can we get a camel from Buckingham Palace to Bethlehem? It is a virtual camel, but for everyone who gives, we move the camel a little closer to Bethlehem. Even if you're listening to this after Christmas, I can assure you Faith in Kids still lives off the donations of generous-hearted Christians. If you're loving this show, you could support it. Maybe you're have a little money box for giving 
We'd love just whatever pounds and pennies you have. Every bit helps. We want to be a massive family doing Faith in Kids together. Go to our website, faithinkids.org, and you'll find the Give button there. Thanks so much for letting us ask. And now it's time for... Well, actually, we've had an email from some people who really like the Jam on John slot. That's the Grimshaw family. Oh, they talk about stickers, don't they, Ed? We had a big discussion about stickers, and the Grimshaw family have absolutely come to our rescue. Ezra, aged eight claims he doesn't like stickers no one believes him Kaziah 6 loves stickers but only if they're pink or unicorns come on Kaziah get with it you can have any stickers and Josiah 3 absolutely smashes it for stickers in their family he's all about the stickers and whilst we're doing these why don't we go to the seal family who are loving this podcast series Jonah age 4 and Asher age 1 uh, are listening they listen in the car Jonah says keep making more podcasts well that's great advice there's at least two more in this series it turns out Jam that we went with them on a road trip to North America which is absolutely lovely to hear how isn't did that it? happen well apparently we were in their car with them and we enjoyed it as much as they did absolutely brilliant Jam I wonder where else we've been with people on fabulous holidays that we didn't even know we were there If you've taken us on a road trip, we'd love to know. Podcast at faithinkids.org. And we will read out every single email that you send us. That is a promise. (laughs) Even if we have to do a feature-length sixth episode to get them all in, that is our pledge to you. Thank you to the Grimshaws and the Seal family for getting in touch. And it was the Grimshaws who say they like the new Jam on John slot. Well, here it is. Jam on John Since we're talking about families, John was the writer of the gospel and one of the 12 disciples. He had a brother called James, who was also one of the 12 disciples. So that's a bit like two brothers playing for England. Who were they? Who were the last brothers who played football for England, Ed? No, I think I can name rugby players. I don't think I can name... Bro- ah, Neville brothers. Gary and Phil Neville last were the last brothers to play for England. But there were at least two other sets of brothers. There was Simon and um, Andrew. They were also brothers. I can't think of a, t- a time any, f- any sporting team has fielded <laughs> two sets of brothers. Strong form <laughs> from the disciples there, I think. And am I right... Jam that James and John the brothers were called the Sons of Thunder. I think that's right. And if I had a brother, I would like to be also known as a th- son of thunder. I don't. I have three sisters, so um, I don't know what that makes me uh, a son of. We should move on. We now have the reading, which today is from John chapter one, eleven to thirteen. Listen out for how we hear about becoming a child of God. He came to the world that was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But some people did accept him. They believed in him. To them, he gave the right to become children of God. They did not become his children in the human way. They were not born because of the desire or wish of some man. They were born of God. Can you see your mum or dad at the moment? Give them a smile, a bit of a wave. Go on. They like it when you do that. Let me ask you four questions about being their child. Firstly, right now, how much are you trying to be their child? How much effort are you putting into being their child? None. You don't try to be their child. Second question. 
If you behave badly today, do you think your parents will ship you out and swap you for a better behaved child? No, never. You can't swap your child. Question three. How much have you paid them today to let you be their child? Nothing. Of course you haven't. And question four. At bedtime tonight, will you ask them if they'll keep being your parent tomorrow? You don't need to do that. To be a child of a parent is not about your effort or your money or your behaviour. It's about their love and your constant belonging. You're safe. You're not going anywhere. You're their child. You're a keeper. It is exactly the same as being a child of God. It is not about your effort or your money or your behaviour. Listen to John explaining what happens to those who believed in Jesus. They believed in him. To them, he gave the right to become children of God. They did not become his children in the human way. They were not born because of the desire or wish of some man. They were born of God. We were not born as children of God. It's not exactly the same as being a child of your earthly parents. Instead, when we believe in Jesus, we become a child of God. It is about God's love and our constant belonging. Because we are children of God, our behaviour changes. Let me tell you about Pat. He often snatches from his brother. He gets angry with his brother and there are so often tears. Pat trusts Jesus. So Pat is a child of God. He belongs in God's family. God smiles because Pat is his child. When Pat makes his brother cry, he doesn't stop being God's child. God does want Pat to say sorry to his brother and sorry to him. And God always forgives Pat. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, he will always be forgiven. Pat prays that God would help him to share more and be gentler because Pat finds it hard. As a child of God, the Spirit is changing Pat to become more like the rest of God's family. Pat wants to change, not because he's afraid of being thrown out of God's family, but because he's God's child. He knows it. He wants to be more like Jesus. So if I say to you, are you a child of God? You can say yes, or you can say no. But please don't say, I'm trying. That's not a possible answer. Some do say no. John tells us here that when Jesus came, his own people did not accept him. Some didn't trust him. They are not children of God. That is sad for them. Do you know the Narnia stories about four children, Peter, Edmund, Lucy and Susan, who enter another world called Narnia? Maybe you've read the books or watched the films. They're crackers. In Narnia, the children discover they are kings and queens of that land. They find they have four thrones and a palace. They're obeyed by all their subjects. They lead their army into battle against their enemies. But back in this world, the children are bullied for believing their royalty. Their cousin Eustace makes fun of them. Yet as soon as they arrive in Narnia, everyone bows down to them, recognising them as kings and queens. C.S. Lewis wrote these stories to help children understand what it is to be children of God. He was a Christian 
who understood that it is hard to believe what the Bible says about us because we can't see it with our eyes. In our world, many people don't believe we are God's children because they don't believe in Jesus. But we really are. We are sons and daughters of God made to rule with him. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, we thank you that Jesus came so that we could believe in him. We thank you that he came so that we could be children of God. Father, I pray we would know that to be a child of God is not about what we do or how we feel. It is about Jesus's choice to bring us into the family and to love us so that we belong always. I thank you, Father. There is a throne in heaven waiting for us. Please help us to believe and to trust even when we cannot see. Amen. Amen. Lots to think about, lots to talk about. Ed's going to help us with Ed's Got Questions. Under fives, are you a child of God? Fives to sevens, do you know how you get to be a child of God? Eights to elevens, what can you say to yourself when you don't feel like a child of God? And over elevens, can you think of one aspect of your thinking or your behaviour, or your hopes, or your decisions that is transformed because you're a child of God. Have a chat about that now, and if you want to do that, press pause. But we're going to carry on here. We're going to go back over to our interview with John. I'm going to hand over to Liz. Here we go. Thanks, Jam. And once again, I'm joined by disciple and gospel writer, John. We've got a few more questions about your gospel, which doesn't contain anything about Christmas. Look, I'm sorry, but I was Jesus' best friend and I was just trying to write about his life. Yes, but the first chapter is impossible to get our heads around. Like when you say he came to the world that was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But some people did accept him. They believed in him. What do you mean? Which words don't you understand? People? Accept? Believe? Him? World? No, no. Some? Own? Did? Stop! I understand all of the words, but it's really hard to put into words. How do you think I feel? How do you explain that your best friend turned out to be the supreme being who was there at the beginning of the universe, born of a virgin, and fulfilled all the prophecies, and yet the ones who knew all the prophecies off by heart didn't believe him? And the people you didn't expect to believe him, like the tax collectors or fishermen, they believed in him. How do you explain all of that but make it sound good? How about he came to the world that was his own, because he made it, but his own people did not accept him? But some people did accept him. That's basically what I wrote. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Now I think I understand. And then you go on to say that the one who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. No, gone again. The right to become children. That's bonkers. Really? Don't you want to be like a child? What? And have all my meals cooked for me and my clothes washed and and driven around the place? Oh, actually, that sounds quite good. Exactly. 
And when you're a child, you can't really do very much. And we need Jesus to do everything for us. Yeah, right. I think I'm starting to get the hang of this. Actually, I'm just reading ahead and I'm not. Oh, well, is it okay if I speak to you again next time? Sure. John, thank you. We've got a song coming up now and it's about being part of God's family. It's like we've been adopted into a family. We couldn't do anything to do it ourselves. We've been adopted. Here we go with Slugs and Bugs. I'm adopted. I was born into a story full of twists and turns, even the scary kind. And that's the truth. Yeah, that was my beginning. But just turn the page and there you'll find in chapter two how love had a plan for me. In a great big family I'm adopted I'm adopted Love came and found me Wrapped arms around me I'm adopted Yeah, my family loves me And I know it's true Though someday soon I'll be leaving home But there's one who loves me Even better than my parents do And he tells me i Never be alone And love has a plan for me And a great big family I'm adopted I'm adopted Love came and found me Wrapped arms around me I'm adopted I'm adopted Love made right the wrong Now I know It's time for us to go. Thanks very much for listening. A couple of things just to remind you. What, what do people need to do if they want to give, Ed? Well, it's easy. Faithinkids.org, the donate page, the give button. It's right there. Please email us, podcast at faithinkids.org. We love hearing your stories. Tell us where you're listening. Tell us what you're loving. Tell us anything. We'll be back for episode four. We're counting down the sleeps to Christmas. How exciting. Very exciting. Bye-bye, Jam. Bye-bye. Under fives, are you a child of God? Fives to sevens, do you know how you get to be a child of God? Eights to elevens, what can you say to yourself when you don't feel like a child of God? And over elevens, can you think of one aspect of your thinking or your behaviour, or your hopes, or your decisions that is transformed because you're a child of God. <laughs>